Five minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nahum Siegel. Welcome to a Monday. Back to school, back to work we go. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program.
על קל וחומר, יום ליום יביע אומר, ולילה ללילה. אל פוטם מכל צר, כנוחה מן המצר, ידך לא תקצר ליום ולא לילה. מיכאל שר ישראל, אליהו וגבריאל, יבואו נא עם הגואל, ומירוני בחצי הלילה. זמננו שבוע טוב.
In the AM. Good morning and welcome to 91.1 FM, 90.1 FM in the Catskills, Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial. Around the world on the web, jmtheam.org, and of course on the NSN app. It's Monday on this April 11th. Happy birthday to those celebrating birthdays on April 11th. Day three in the month of Nissan, the year 5776. Tufshin Ayin Vav, Mordechai Shapiro, oh, Shlomo Katz, you just heard Shlomo Katz, Rega Shel Anava, off of the Yismach Melech CD, Mordechai Shapiro with Ivdu, that's brand new, Moshe Hecht and Hamav Dil, you heard Hakel done by 8th Day, 8th Day, one of these spectacular acts last night for the United Hatzalah of Israel, really good job by 8th Day and Lipa, and of course the one and only Jay Leno, who donated an Ambucycle, a $36,000 gift to United Hatzalah of Israel during his set last night in Lincoln Center. It was quite a moment, to say the least. Uh, Yitzchak Fuchs had Hamavdil. You heard Masach Hashem, our Monday morning theme song from Mayor Sherman, and of course Regesh Modani opening things up. And we say good morning. It's Monday morning with 45 degrees, 66% humidity, wind south at 8 miles per hour. Morning showers with a high temperature of 60. Then tonight, showers late, a low of 54. Tomorrow, some showers, a high Tuesday, 57 degrees. You're line right now at 72. We're at 45 in uh, Jersey City as we wake up on a Monday here at JM in the AM, heading back to school and back to work. Well, welcome the president of Yeshiva University into our studio a little later on this morning here at JM in the AM. Plus, the Bronx Borough President is going to be um, is going to be checking in with pre-Pesach greetings and a little update about what's happening in that amazing borough up in the Bronx. So we'll speak with him uh, coming up here at JM in the AM. Yeah, an interesting Monday, to say the least. Thanks for tuning in to 91.1 FM, 90.1 FM in the Catskills, Rockland County at 91.9 in the FM dial, around the world on the web, jmdm.org, and on the NSN app. This is brand new from Shlomi Daskal.
سخشه میزه باره بول مزل دای هم مگید مرشی سخریز خوی تنشم توی بوشیه یریز لویل دیوریت نوبیم بیا بریز شنی بینشنیات دودیم شیمول سیفرس دهاینو Oh, 
amazing collection of great music from Shlaimi Daskal. The brand new CD is entitled Dance 2. It's a Yossi Rubin presentation. Shlaimi Daskal has subtitled the album, Not Shayach, but I'll tell you, it's pretty Shayach. <laughs> That's the Freiluch medley here on a Monday morning as we wake up at JM in the AM. Monday, April the 11th, the 3rd of Nissan. Good morning, everybody. Thanks for joining us. 45 degrees outside with morning showers and a high of 60 a week. From tomorrow, we'll have the... Um, Pre-Pesach Products Program, where you get to ask anything you wish through all of our different avenues, all of our different uh, methods, whether it be through uh, email or text or app 
or uh, or phone calls, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. That's going to be happening a week from today, a week from tomorrow, rather, with our entire panel right here at JM in the AM. Plus, we've got some Cholamite events we've got to go through and plenty more. It's America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard and listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, Rockland County at 91.9 in the FM dial broadcasting live in the Sonia and Robert Gold Studios in Jersey City, New Jersey. Around the world on the web, jmtheam.org. Golly, it's in the background. News from Israel is coming up. To our news from Israel, President Richard Joel is going to be joining us from Yeshiva University later on. He'll be with us. The Bronx Borough President is ex- expected to check in in the 7 o'clock hour. A little pre-Pesach message. We'll do that and more coming up. Galit Sal, Israel Army Radio, 2 p.m. newscast for a Monday. Follows next. We say Boker Tov from Jam the Inn. גלי צהל שעה שתיים, כאן שיר מאיר עם מה שקורה עכשיו. יזמית הנדלן ענבל אור אומרת כי לא התייצבה הבוקר לחקירה בגלל מצב בריאותה. כתבתנו הדס שטייף. לאחר שענבל אור לא התייצבה הבוקר לחקירתה במשטרה, יצאו צוות חוקרים על דירתה במלון הדירות בתל אביב. שם נמצא אור כשהיא במצב בריאותי נפשי לוקט. צוות מד"א הוזעק למקום ומטפל בשעה זאת באור. בהמשך יוחלט אם להעבירה לטיפול בבית החולים, או שהיא תילקח לחקירה במשטרה. בינתיים נודע כי אור נפגשה עם כמה מעורכי הדין מהם ביקשה לייצגה. בשעה זאת לא ברור מי לבסוף ייצג אותה, לאחר שכמה מעורכי דינה נטשו אותה. גורם ישראלי מכחיש את הדיווח בטורקיה, לפיו במסגרת שיחות הפיוס עם ישראל, אנקרה ביקשה מירושלים להציב בחופי עזה ספינות לייצור חשמל. כתבתנו המדינית איליל שחר. לדברי הגורם הבקשה הטורקית עלתה בעבר ונדחתה ולא עלתה שוב בסבבי השיחות האחרונים. על פי הדיווח, אחד התנאים של טורקיה לצורך החתימה על הסכם הפיוס עם ישראל הוא לפתור את בעיית מחסור החשמל בעזה על ידי הצבת ספינות עם מחוללים, גנרטורים, לייצור חשמל מול חופי הרצועה. כוחות צבא ומשטרה עתמו הבוקר את ביתו של המחבל שהואשם בהריגת אלכסנדר לבלוביץ' בערב ראש השנה, עבד מחמוד עבד ראו דאוויאת, תושב צור באהר. כתבנו נתן בני המזכיר כי בשבוע שעבר קבע בג"ץ כי בתיהם של עוד שלושה פלסטינים שיידו אבנים בזירת אותו הפיגוע לא יתמו. רשות המסים תחל לגבות מס מהחברות גוגל ופייסבוק בישראל. כתבנו תומר ורון. על פי השינוי שיזמה, הרשות תגבה מס מחברות אינטרנט בינלאומיות שמציעות שירותים בישראל גם באמצעות נציגים או דרך חברה בת ולא רק על בסיס קיומם הפיזי של משרדי החברה בישראל. כמו כן, הרשות תבדוק האם החברות מציעות שירותים מותאמים לשוק הישראלי, כמו אתרים בשפה העברית או יכולת סליקה של כרטיסי אשראי מקומיים, והדבר יהווה גם הוא בסיס להסתמכות כי הפעילות העסקית של חברות האינטרנט מכוונת לישראל. עימות אלים התפתח בין סגן השר ירון מזוז לבין מפגינים במחאה על הרפורמה המתוכננת בענף הטלת הביצים. מזוז, שספג קריאות בוז וכינה את המפגינים אספסוף, סיפר לתקרית ליעל דן. היו שם בקבוצה שקראתי להם אספסוף, שכנראה שהם ימלאו לבמה וניסו לתקוף אותי, כנראה שהם איזה שתיים ממפלגת העבודה, הם ניסו לצעוק, זרקו בקבוקי מים, בסדר, המשטרה עשתה שם סדר. מזג האוויר, התקררות. מחר ירד גשם בצפון הארץ ובמרכזה ויהיה קר מהרגיל לעונה. ולסיום, כמה ישראלים יבלו את חג הפסח בחו"ל? כתבנו ניתאי ענבי. 
מעל מיליון ומאה אלף נוסעים צפויים לעבור בנתב"ג במהלך חופשת הפסח, גידול של 14% לעומת החג בשנה שעברה. כדי לעמוד בעומסים גייסה רשות שדות התעופה עובדים שיתגברו את השירות לנוסעים, שיעברו בששת אלפים ותשמעות המראות ונחיתות. טורקיה היא עדיין היעד הנפוץ ביותר מנתב"ג, למרות הזהרת המסע של המטה ללוחמה בטרור, בגלל טיסות ההמשך הזולות והנוחות יחסית, אחרי ארצות הברית, איטליה, צרפת ויוון. אלה החדשות שעורכת נועם דהן.
J.M. in the A.M., done by David Gabe off of the CD entitled uh, Hakola Tova. Before that, Shalshelis Jr. with Elokai. You heard me in Hashem, done by Yerachmiel Begun of the Miami Boys Choir. And there's some major news coming out of that camp, as we've been discussing, which we'll tell you more about in a moment. Simcha Leiner had Niguna Chachma to open up that set here at J.M. in the A.M. 23 minutes after 7 o'clock. Good morning, all. Thanks for joining us. Week from tomorrow, our pre-Pesach products program with the Orthodox Union. The OU will um, make sure to uh, provide for us all the information, along with our friends from Kedem and from J-Drugs, that we need before we uh, start the holiday of Pesach. Believe it or not, the holiday of Pesach, a week from Friday night. Wow. That is unbelievable. Heading back to school, back to work on this Monday. The big announcement from the uh, Miami Boys Choir. It's the Miami Phenomenon number 2 with Miami Boys, Miami 5, Simcha Liner, and the 100-voice Choir of Unity. It's the best voices chosen out of thousands from countless yeshivas in the New York, New Jersey area who are coming together for a show of Achtos, an unprecedented world premiere contemporary performance. It's called the 100-voice Choir of Unity happens at Brooklyn College, Cholomoid Tuesday night and Cholomoid Wednesday night. Information, you can go to jewishtickets.com. That's jewishtickets.com. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, you can email shirenuevents at gmail.com, shirenuevents at gmail.com. Again, the easiest way is just go to jewishtickets.com. You can choose your seats and you can get tickets. That's Tuesday night and Wednesday night, Cholomoid. We have your Achmiel begun stopping by here, I believe, Wednesday, a week from this Wednesday, in advance of the event. So we'll have a chance to talk about what is uh, no doubt going to be a very, very interesting performance. Two performances, Tuesday night and Wednesday night, the 100-voice choir sounds amazing, and I'm sure they sound amazing. JM in the AM, Ellie Marcus is next at JM in the AM.
It's Ellie Marcus with um, David Amelach. All right, David Goldwasser's words. Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. It says in Pirkei that in the schus, in the merit of two mitzvahs of Domim concerning the blood, we were zoiche, we merited a life of Torah in freedom. We went from avdus lecherus, from captivity to freedom, from golus to geula. The two mitzvahs are the Dam Pesach, the blood of the Korban Pesach, and the Dam of the Bris Mila. Today, we are surrounded with mitzvahs, Shabbos candles, talis, brachos, tefillah, stoka. But we don't realize the great schar, the reward for every mitzvah. And the schar that is saved for us is forever. We don't know the value of each individual mitzvah. The Vilna Gaon says, that every word of Torah is equal to the 613 mitzvahs. Our Chachomim tell us, before the Geula, before the redemption, when we were immersed in the Memtesh Shari Tumah, the 49 gates of impurity, we had no schus. The accuser argued strongly. So these two mitzvahs came along and attained our redemption. This is similar to when the Jews went out to Milchama, to the war, the coin would say, Shema Yisrael, you are coming near, you're going to battle against your enemies. So we learn, Shema Yisrael, Afilu ein bochem zuchus Shema. Rashi says, even if you have no other merit, other than you say Kriya Shema, it is Kedai, you are worthy of being saved. Imagine, 
a person who is ignorant of Torah and mitzvahs. However, with the schus, with the merit of Kriyashma, he can be saved. The Mishnah tells us, Lepum Tsaira Agra, according to the Tsar, according to the pain, so is the reward. And we learn that we can never tell exactly what the reward is for each mitzvah, especially those mitzvahs which we find difficult to do or we have a challenge in fulfilling. Rav Galinsky once came to Rav Chaim Kreisworth in Antwerp, the diamond capital of the world. Rav Kreisworth told him that he just arbitrated a very interesting din Torah between two people. An agent brought a client to a diamond dealer and now he was owed his commission. The agent said the diamond dealer owed him 6%. The diamond merchant only wanted to pay 5%. Rav Galinsky was amazed. A din Torah over 1%? He thought it was pretty small-minded. However, Rav Kreisworth continued, the deal for which the agent was owed commission was over $15 million. The 1% was a huge sum. When we understand the reward of a mitzvah, then we know that there is not enough in the entire world to pay for the observance of even a single mitzvah. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser bringing you Morning Chizik. Have a nice day. J.M. in the A.M. on a Monday morning on this April 11th. Happy birthday, Gavri Siegel. Third day in the month of Nissan, the year 5776, 45 degrees, morning showers and a high temperature of uh, 60 degrees outside right now. Well, when we were um, given the opportunity to bring on the Bronx Borough President in advance of Pesach before Passover for some uh, holiday greetings, and we were told we could discuss how some of the positive changes in the Bronx have been affecting in a positive manner the borough's Jewish community, we uh, jumped at the opportunity. And uh, hence, with us live via telephone, is uh, the Honorable Ruben Diaz, Jr., who is the Bronx Borough President. Mr. Borough President, it's a pleasure to welcome you to JM in the AM. Uh, it's a pleasure to be on. Good morning to you and all your listeners. Good morning. I have, I have told your predecessors on these airwaves that I went to high school in the Bronx, I got engaged in Wave Hill, and I consider the building, which used to be at 161st Street and River Avenue, I don't know what the official address is now, I consider that building my summer home. So, <laughs> so I, I always... Is that, is, that, is that Yankee Stadium? That is Yankee Stadium. I don't know what the official address is now. <laughs> but. Uh, it's a good old Yankee Stadium. Well, look at that. It's great. And you know what? More and more people, are, uh, as I go around, they're saying, you know what, I'm from the Bronx. I have roots in the Bronx. And as you know, that that was not the case, um, you know, a few years ago, two, one or two decades ago. But I think that there's a, a certain Bronx pride uh, that folks are starting to feel now because of the blessings that we've had over the, the, the certainly the last six years uh, of all the hard work that we've been doing collectively with all the communities that live here and how we have really become the national comeback, you know, renaissance story. And, and it feels good. It feels good to be borough president in this day and age. Well, it is. It is uh, any observer has to agree, has to realize that it is completely different than it was. I don't know, as you say, twenty, thirty years ago. Uh, but it's not just different in terms of um, uh, in terms of the way it's developing. In some areas, it's really surging. I mean, could you tell us about the 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 incredible sums of money that are being invested in certain areas of the Bronx, and our residential development continues to go up? Uh, I mean, you're overseeing not just a renaissance, but a real boom in certain areas. 
Well, let me begin by just telling your listeners that by no means do we believe that the Bronx is perfect. But like you said, you can't you can't deny the fact that over six years we've seen nine and a half billion dollars of private equity invested in the Bronx, which has resulted in fifty four million square feet of development, twenty three thousand units of housing. The majority of it has been low and moderate income. All of it has built been built in a green, sustainable way. We've been able to cut unemployment from 14.2% to 6.8%, nearly in half. Um, in other words, over 100,000 more Bronx sites are working today than the first day that I took office. And, and that's because um, we've also reduced crime. So a lot of folks avoided coming to the Bronx, avoided investing in the Bronx, and developing in the Bronx because of the negative stereotypes and images of yesteryear. And it's unfortunate that, you know, Hollywood doesn't tell the story now, but when the, for instance, when the city saw a bump in homicides last year, the Bronx saw a reduction. Uh, we, we've been, we are the safest Bronx that the world has seen in the last 50 years. So it's enabled us to sort of do all of this. It's been able, uh, 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 it's allowed us to create jobs, to restore our public parks, to have families go out and enjoy, uh, the cultural institutions. Tourism is up by 14%. People are realizing that we're more than just the Yankees, and we love our Yankees. <laughs> we're more than just the Bronx Zoo. We're more than just the Botanical Garden. Uh, we have great cuisine, great restaurants. And you know what? We're doing this while celebrating our diversity. The Jewish population, um, it, while it's not the same that it was decades ago, but it's increasing in the Bronx. Uh, we have West Africans and Central and South, and, and South Americans. Uh, we have uh, um, uh, Asians. We celebrate that diversity, and it's just a fascinating time. Uh, Bronx Borough President, the Honorable Ruben Diaz Jr. is with us live via telephone. Uh, so it's uh, so it's obvious. It's aside from Riverdale, where it's well known uh, in terms of uh, you know a a, um, a large Jewish community, it's obvious that you're aware of the other areas of the Bronx that at one time had large Jewish communities, and in some ways still today have a Jewish presence. Yes, yes, and. Um, we, 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 folks should know that the Bronx used to have uh, a larger Jewish population at one point than the state of Israel. Right. Uh, and, and when you look at where we are today, uh, and even though we had some, some dark moments in the 70s, 80s, and the early 90s, we, we, we're here today because of a certain foundation that was set here. And we have um, a, a, not only um, Jewish community in Riverdale, but in Pelham Bay, and other parts of the of the central and, and, and areas of the East Bronx. But what we see now and what we celebrate, we, we've done uh, last year, uh, we did a, a, a Jewish, a Bronx Jewish Hall of Fame. <laughs> we inducted members of the Bronx Jewish Hall of Fame. We, we, what we're doing now, we have tours, and we've been working with individuals like Howard Teach, Howard Teach who is, um, we, we've pinpointed different um, structures, whether they're currently now, Baptist churches or schools that were once synagogues. Right. I, look, when, when I, before I became the borough president, I was a New York State Assembly member for 13 years, uh, almost 13 years, uh, seven terms. My district office on, on Manor Avenue used to be a synagogue. <laughs> uh, when you look at ch- churches, Baptist church, like uh, Green Pastures Baptist Church, that was a beautiful synagogue. The church, many of your listeners know uh, my father, State Senator Diaz, who's a Pentecostal minister. Uh, the church that I grew up with on Seward Avenue used to be a, 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 a synagogue. So, so we, we've been highlighting this, and we've created an entire tour just to show people 
um, the significance, the contributions, uh, and, of course, uh, of the, the, the strong foundation that was laid down here uh, by the Jewish community. Where's your office now, in Grand Concourse? Yes, we are in the courthouse, 161st Street, the courthouse. It's Borough Hall. Oh, you're right near Yankee Stadium, wow. Right near, right? I could see it. We could see it from right outside the door when you walk out of the courthouse. Yeah, when there's a day game, I guess your staff heads to the roof, huh? <laughs> Just to see the uh, well, action. you know, in the old stadium, you could do that. I uh, know, I know. Now with the new stadium, they moved it across uh, 161st Street, so it's much more. You really can't see over the walls. My brother worked in that building for 10 years, used to tell us about uh, what it was like during a day game in that area. There's no, yes. no question. It certainly piqued people's interest, that's for sure. Uh, Passover is coming up, and I know you want to take this opportunity to wish the entire uh, Jewish community a wonderful holiday. I hope hope you'll have an opportunity to uh, visit with some of the uh, Jewish leaders uh, around town and around the borough uh, in advance of the holiday. Uh, absolutely. I just want to you know, just uh, say to um, those who are celebrating in, this, in, this holy, in these holy days, um, you know, I wish blessings upon everyone. Uh, I also want folks to uh, pray for me, all the rabbis, to pray for me and the Bronx. And, and again, life isn't perfect, but uh, working together and, and having the um, values of faith uh, that, that we all are creating a better borough here that I think is providing for a better New York. Uh, and, and so as we move forward, um, you know, uh, prayer is, is helpful. Uh, and uh, certainly we will be visiting with many of my friends uh, in the Jewish community, throughout the Bronx and throughout the city of New York, uh, to count those blessings. Well, it's really a pleasure speaking to you. We appreciate the blessings and the greetings. Bronx Borough President Ruben Diaz, Jr., I thank you for taking this opportunity to join us and shed some light on what you have seen over the last the six years, and that is a real revitalization up in the borough of the Bronx. Thank you, and let me just end by saying this. Don't take my word for it. Remember, I'm supposed to say nice things about my borough because I'm the borough president. <laughs> Why don't you, you know, your listeners, come and see it for yourself. Uh, we have on the website, we have ilovethebronx.com. We have our tour guide. Uh, we have uh, many tours from the uh, Bronx Tourism Council. Come and see us. Come and eat some food, visit some cultural institutions. Don't take my word for it. You'll see that what we're celebrating is what I call the new Bronx. It's a good suggestion. <laughs> Thank you so much, and God bless you. Okay, God bless you too. Thank you. Monday morning broadcast, more coming up. You're listening to JM in the AM. Oh! 
Festa que vede no tinko Flag de baba e na vinko Zitsu na leino zogu mitagi vem Oi vega Funa verom venit choco funyakali E da liber folki Seruel final em bez Te liber chaves Gitave E vach zolent comentes Uberach vunatziloch Ayu varud Uberach leitish Kinde Mit gesund in Badnose, oh mein Seller. Und dann sagt er, sie machen Haftule, wo ich verstärke meine Kuh, wo ich smule, wo ich und ich sehe, die Fleck trinken, ein Heißgrenzel Tee, und alle Stiefen, die Flecken geben, dann alle eingeschränkt.
with Lipa. They had a great show last night with the Eighth Day and Jay Leno, the United Hatzalah of Israel. Highlight of the night was Jay Leno's contribution of an ambu cycle, which was really cool to United Hatzalah of Israel. That was really cool, I must say. And uh, we just posted, actually you'll find it on my profile, on the Facebook uh, a video from after the concert <laughs> where we're having a, a good time laughing at the exchange between Ellie Beer of, of uh, United Hatzalah of Israel and Jay Leno. You'll see that if you uh, uh, head to my profile on Facebook. J.M. in the AM with Lenny Solomon before that with Simchat Chayim. A good vach done by Avram, Avram, Avram Fried. Six minutes before 8 o'clock, it's Monday at J.M. in the AM. Reminder, as we said earlier, big announcement has already come from Yerachmiel Begun regarding the Plans for Pesach, Miami Phenomenon number 2 is going to star the 100-voice Choir of Unity. That's pretty cool, huh? 100-voice Choir of Unity, best voices chosen out of thousands from countless yeshivas in New York and New Jersey who have come together for a show of Achdus in an unprecedented world premiere contemporary performance. That's in addition to Miami and the Miami Five and Simcha Liner and special guest stars, all of whom will be together at Brooklyn College Cholomoyd Tuesday night and Cholomoyd Wednesday night. Information, go to jewishtickets.com. JewishTickets.com. All the info and, of course, the methods of ordering your tickets are there. Check it out and enjoy. More coming up. It's JM in the AM at five minutes before eight o'clock. We close out the hour with this one from Rogers Park. Go to the store and pick me up some potatoes Well, I said to the bag, no need to be flattered If it's money that you want, then it's money you'll get But there ain't nobody but the Holy One The Holy One Oh, 
Park wrapping up the hour for us here at JM in the AM. Lipa before that. Monday morning, thanks for tuning in. It's a minute before 8 o'clock. We'll be joined by the president of Yeshiva University coming up. Plenty more here on this Monday. Don't forget that Mayor Weingarten, one hour from now, will present the Israel Show. The Israel Show with uh, Mayor Weingarten today is uh, going to concentrate on... Um, Al Jazeera recently produced a slick English-language anti-Israel video claiming that Israel glorifies Jewish terrorists. The Israel show will reply to the libel. Whoever will be the next president will bet the U.S. Embassy will stay in Tel Aviv. <laughs> Analysis of a stupid lie masquerading as a perennial campaign pledge. Interesting. And as always, great Israeli music. It's happening all this and more in the next live edition of the Israel show, which is going to be happening right after JM in the AM this morning. Again, that is happening uh, just... Uh, one hour from now on our stream at jmnam.org. 
and of course on the NSN app. So make sure to tune in. Also like the uh, Facebook page, facebook.com slash the Israel show, facebook.com slash the Israel show. It's America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program heard on listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, Rockland County at 91.9 in the FM dial. Uh, broadcasting live from the Sonia and Robert Gold Studios in Jersey City, New Jersey, around the world on the web, jamtheam.org, and of course on the NSN app.
It's the Solomon Brothers. It's called Omdo Tayu. Monday morning, heading back to school and back to work. Reminder, a week from tomorrow, our Pesach Products program here at JM and the AM. Representatives of the OU and Kedem and J-Drugs going through all the different questions that you have regarding what is, in fact, uh, Kushal of Pesach and what can't be used on Passover. It's a week from tomorrow right here between 7.30 and 9 a.m. at JM in the AM. Well, not too many things make me happier than having the president of Yeshiva University in our studio President of Yeshiva University is uh, Mr. Richard Joel. He is here this morning spending some time with us at JM&AM, and, and he has brought along with him the um, dean of a brand-new school 
up at Yeshiva University, which we will explain. That's Dr. Paul Russo. Mr. President, welcome back to JM in the AM. Good morning, Nachum. It's always a pleasure to be with you. I appreciate that, Dr. Russo. Pleasure to welcome you as well. Good morning, sir. Couldn't, couldn't you have an afternoon show? <laughs> Why? Is this a little rough? <laughs> this is more difficult on the schedule. See, if I had an afternoon show, you'd never be available. You're at all those events constantly no. up at the Yeshiva University campus. It's you'd true enough. We, we, should, we should build you a studio there rather than in lovely Jersey City. Now we're talking. Now we're or at least an auxiliary studio. We'll now talk. we're talking. And, and, and don't even, don't even, let's not even get into the discussion about some of the old studios up at Yeshiva University because I heard a rumor that the studio where my career was founded... Uh, well, I, sh- I should be careful how I say this because it was transformed many years ago. It's not, it's not a studio anymore. But that building uh, uh, the, the, it has a questionable future. Let's put it that way. We're thinking of building a shrine to you. Oh, is that what it's going to be used for? I'll quote you on that and see what, see what happens a couple of years from now. <laughs> you know, I want to start, and we're going to get, obviously, to the Katz School of Graduate and Professional Studies, uh, which is brand new, and that's the reason that Dr. Russo is here with you. But I wanted to start, if you, if I, if you don't mind, uh, with a unique perspective that, not, that, that many of us don't think of in regard to Yeshiva University, you know, the, and you wrote about this, the um, university life in the United States of America, I wouldn't say is dominated by this, but for our community, it seems to be a major issue. That's, of course, BDS, a boycott, divestment, and the sanctions. And uh, the movement is widespread. It is likely a movement in some way, shape, or form on, I don't know if you'd agree with this, 80, 90 percent, maybe somewhere around there of college campuses in the United States, some type of presence, I would guess. But you have the unique situation where there's no BDS movement on your campus. And as obvious as it might be, I thought it was very interesting that you you took the opportunity to point it out to everybody. Yeah, I think it's important. I think, first of all, the the notion that... uh, that Yeshiva University serves as a uh, beacon of the institution that is deeply tied to Israel. We fly the Israeli flag, and uh, while there's a diversity of views, of political views with regard to Israel, mm. uh, there's no um, lack of unanimity on the notion that uh, that Israel is, uh, must flourish as a uh, Jewish democratic state within um, recognizable and defined borders and boundaries, uh, but also that the attempt to delegitimize the state of Israel um, and Zionism and to some degree by extension Judaism uh, is something that is beyond the pale. Uh, In our school, although students uh, are certainly not part of it, they're certainly affected by it because they have friends in other schools, they watch the news, they're concerned about the destiny of Israel. Um, and uh, uh, as uh, our visiting professor, Rabbi Sachs, Lord Jonathan Sachs, often says uh, that in this generation, uh, there is a, a constant morphing of anti-Zionism and into anti-Semitism. No question about it. President Richard Jolis here, Yeshiva University. And, and if I get the point uh, accurately in terms of what you presented in the op-ed piece you wrote, um, the way BDS is being handled as a as a topic, as an academic uh, uh, tangent. I don't know exactly how to put it, but the way it's being handled on college campuses in general, it, it, it's being done in a very dangerous way. It's being done in an irresponsible way. Is that, was that the point you were making? Well, I really think that the, that the BDS movement, as it's being played out, is clearly a political movement masked as a human rights 
movement, and that's always very hard to counter in a contemporary campus environment where the underdog or the other is always considered right. I will say that universities struggle strongly uh, in how to deal with it. Since I wrote uh, my op-ed piece in a, in, a, in a work called Inside Higher Education, right. I've received dozens of responses from university presidents um, speaking uh, in terms of solidarity with the views that I expressed. Uh, I think most universities are not uh, havens for uh, the, the BDS movement. I think university administrators aren't quite sure how to deal with it. I also would tell you that it's not the overwhelming presence on all campuses. Right. Students don't wake up in the morning and say, what's happening with BDS today? Right. But it is pernicious and it is present. Yeah, my point was that when I said 80-90%, that there's some. You know, it might be small, might be, you know, an event or two. You know, but uh, but but there is some presence. It's a presence on most campuses, right, and uh, and it's a very uh, um, uh, intentional move uh, at not a limited issue, but a broader broader issue. It's uh, April of 2016. How are things on your campuses? Um, thank God, uh, the uh, our tree is starting to bear uh, bear fruit in many ways. Um, literally, I mean, our tree on uh, the Wolf campus is right. uh, is growing. I think our students are. Fabulous! It's uh, springtime. They've just finished their midterms. Um, our numbers are uh, very high, and uh, the pleasure these days and this time of year is to see the next steps for our students who are graduating and to uh, enjoy the pleasure of the success that they're having. And uh, many people watch very closely to see how Yeshiva University is doing, both those who are great fans of Yeshiva University and maybe some others as well. What can we tell them about how the 2016-17 academic year looks? Are people abandoning the campus, or will it be as flourishing a campus as usual once September rolls around? But no one's abandoning any campuses. That's just <laughs> ridiculous. Yeshiva's on a roll. And both of our campuses, the Wolf Campus and the Barron Campus, are alive. Uh, Esther and I, my wife and I, just spent uh, Shabbat uh, uh, on the uh, Barron campus at a Shabbaton with about 250 students, uh, about 125 uh, men and 125 women, and just to see their commitment and their recognition that they're in an environment unlike any other university environment is great. Uh, our numbers are incredibly promising for next year. Our honors program members have already been uh, selected, and we have a rolling admissions policy, uh, but certainly we are in every way on an upswing, and uh, and there is no reason for a student who shares a commitment to a Torah lifestyle not to be at Yeshiva University so long as they have the capacity to uh, handle a serious academic uh, uh, schedule and program. And you and your staff, if they're able to handle it, you and your staff will make sure that nothing will stand in their way to be at Yeshiva University. No, we do everything in our power. Look, uh, Yeshiva University is not a public university. It's a private university. Right. Uh, it's it's uh, uh, a high-quality university, so it's an expensive proposition. Uh, of the top 50 universities, our tuition is number 49 in terms of the 50. In, in, in addition to that, we discount tuition uh, by about uh, 47, 48 percent. Uh, 20% of our students have the capacity to pay full tuition. 80% are on some type of financial support. Uh, and for that, there, there are, uh, there's a wonderful education, both in terms of academics and in terms of Jewish studies. There's an environment that's incomparable. Uh, there's student life that's wondrous, and there's a professional success rate that's astonishing. So please, God, if you, if you, uh, if you can do it and you need to be at Yeshiva University, you'll be at Yeshiva University. 
and people shouldn't decide beforehand that uh, they can't afford it. Frankly, they can't afford not to be there. Mm. Amen to that. Uh, a few of the very most important minutes of radio, in my opinion, have just been concluded. Uh, <laughs> Thankfully, you're biased. No, not, your son is doing beautifully. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> President Richard Joel is here from Yeshiva University. He is, uh, uh, with him is Dr. Paul Russo. Dr. Paul Russo will explain as the brand new dean of a brand new program. Yeshiva University is proud to launch the Mordechai and Monique Katz School of graduate and professional studies, which will offer students of all ages the opportunity to further their education, careers, and intellectual aspirations. The Katz School is named in recognition of a $25 million commitment from Drs. Mordechai and Monique Katz. If we have a core principle about philanthropy, it is this, invest in people, said Mordechai Katz. And the best investment you can make in people is through education. He's a former aerospace executive and current vice chairman of the University Board of Trustees. Monique Katz, a retired radiologist and graduate of YU affiliated Albert Einstein College of Medicine, serves as vice chairman of the Stern College for Women Board of Overseers. Um, we could start with uh, the president. We can go to Dr. Paul Russo, explain the brand new uh, Katz School of Graduate and Professional Studies. Dr. Russo? Hi. Uh, so thanks very much, Nahum, for inviting us and giving Pleasure. us the chance to tell the community about the new school. And thanks very much to the Katz family um, for their confidence and support. But they were clear when we first met. Um, they recognized Yeshiva's excellence, and they reiterated how important it is that we stay in that, in that, uh, in that realm. But they also called on us to expand the university and create opportunities for others. And, and Mrs. Katz, Dr. Katz, was very clear. Um, we also want to make sure that we create more opportunities for our women. Um, you know, and in thinking about that, this is my take. Um, Yeshiva, Yeshiva University is an academic powerhouse. And the Katz School is just the next... Uh, piece in the portfolio of programs. We're going to focus on professionally oriented majors, uh, master's, doctoral, um, and select undergraduate programs. And I think that is just one more way the university is fulfilling its mission to the community and now looking beyond. What would be some of the programs that would be included in that? Select undergraduate programs including... So... We are thinking to partner with some other schools uh, in management, a little bit about my own background, and this has to be discussed with my colleagues. I'm pretty new, um, but we're thinking more towards design, technology. So there's a All the things that seem to dominate academia these days, right? All the things where employers are saying, we need more talented <laughs> right, exactly. people. Exactly. <laughs> the workforce <laughs> dictates the type of education we need to give our youngsters out there. Well, let's be clear that this is an education and this is an enterprise that's built on a firm foundation. Yeshiva University right. is committed to thought, is committed to young people um, looking at education not just as the acquisition of skills, uh, but the acquisition of some wisdom. And there are new fields that are emerging that require that kind of, uh, of diligence. Uh, frankly, there are new technologies that we should use. Uh, rather than have technology use us, we have to learn to do that. 
And I think we're ready for the CAT school, and we're ready to uh, to push the envelope and to go beyond building upon what we have. The CAT school will offer a range of degrees and fields that run the gamut from marketing, allied health, and community education to data science and cybersecurity. Sounds very 2016, to say the least. It sounds very 2017. Yeah, exactly, and beyond that, that's for yeah. sure. Uh, speaking with President Richard Joel and Dr. Paul Russo, uh, when does this go into uh, into effect? When does all this start? When is we there, are live, sir. This is it, huh? We the are school's live. already already there. Let me tell you a little bit about what's going on. Sure. So I am particularly excited about one of our programs. I'm excited about all of them, but we are launch- We have launched a master's in speech language pathology, and these are people who work with children and adults. And this program is special. I've had experience with a few of them before coming to Yeshiva. And this has a focus on medical speech-language pathology. It's one of the few in the country. Um, Faculty are excellent, really. And we have summer school going. Um, And this is, again, really exciting. Tons of courses, some on campus, some online. Um, If uh, your kids are looking to sort of advance advance and move towards graduation a little bit faster or there's some courses they need um, to fit in their major, we may have them. You should check out the website, yu.edu slash summer. Again, that's yu.edu slash summer. And there are two really fantastic travel courses. Uh, we'll have a month in Israel on a dig in Telesvat. Uh, uh, and then there is a one-month trip to Mexico. Um, very affordable, $3,500 about, plus airfare. You couldn't take a cruise for this price. And that's a course? That is a... That is a course... And a whole experience, one month in country on site. Um, you know, it's interesting, and, and we've pointed this out on more than one occasion. I think when Dean Strauss was here last time, we made a very big deal about this for, for good reason. The summer school option in our community is so vital. And President Joel, we've discussed this, how you know there are students, both men and women, who like to extend their stay in Israel. Summer school becomes an unbelievable opportunity to make up some of that time as they you know or, or to bargain with their parents about how much time they're going to be spending <laughs> in israel and it's a it, it's really a unique opportunity in addition to that those who find themselves not able for whatever reason to take advantage of your curricula during the regular school year and there are people in the community you know who have other interests and are pursuing other things this summer is a golden opportunity for them to step in and take those courses and the fact that some of them are being offered online obviously is a very uh, big advantage. So. No, look, it's a wonderful thing. Most of our most of our students uh, uh, still uh, study in Israel and receive a year's academic credit for that, and therefore they're technically able to graduate in three years. Right. We, of course, urge them to look at our curriculum and to spend a fourth year. But in doing that, and particularly if you're planning for a specialized area, uh, the summer is an opportunity for you to take advantage in a somewhat let's pressured environment, uh, either for courses that you need or to supp- supplement it. Frankly, not just Yeshiva University students, but summer. Mm-hmm. the summer program is an opportunity of lots of people to be able to benefit both from the quality of our faculty, the proximity of New York, uh, the capacity of having first-class online classes as well. Yeah, I mean, this is a point that we've made many times, that people from outside the university uh, have the opportunity to take advantage of it. Um, the uh, and and we mentioned the online component. The first initiative from the newly established Mordechai Monique Cat School of Graduate Professional Studies will be supporting a new online master's degree program offered through Sai Sims School of Business, which makes sense because it's the same system, right? When you left Sims, in many cases, when people left Sims, they left with a master's. Am I right about that? 
Some. Uh, some Not did, all. correct? Yes. And um, this one-year 30-credit program will feature a special emphasis on digital and social media marketing as well as a uniquely collaborative course structure that will offer students a multifaceted approach to real-world marketing challenges. Again, talk about 2017. It's all the things that, uh, right. that the, people the, need. The key is uh, that it's a master's in marketing. It's, right. for, it's a field that's critically important. Um, we do have an undergraduate degree in marketing. This is next. Right. Uh, information about all this, as you said, on the website, right? It's on the website, and you can start. An easy one to remember is yu.edu slash cats. Again, that's yu.edu slash cats. All right, yu.edu slash cats. Now, this is interesting because, you know, people wonder about uh, cutbacks and about eliminating certain courses, etc. And then it, it, just the opposite happens. Yeshiva University comes out with an announcement like this where not just a course, but a school, a program, a you know, something that will dominate the schedule has been announced. Look, like all universities, uh, yeshivas are uh, trying to adjust in a proper way to the new economic realities of life, but move forward. Frankly, what we offer is too important uh, not to be successful. And we have, as uh, we've spoken of before, uh, taken all kinds of uh, steps uh, to make sure that we're spending money properly, effectively, and uh, and in maximum ways. We are not cutting courses. We are not cutting majors. Uh, we are using faculty more effectively. Thank God we have an extraordinary tenured and tenure-track faculty who uh, are offering um, tremendous courses. Uh, we uh, There aren't a lot of undergraduate schools where the vast majority of classes are taught by tenured and tenure-track faculty. We continue that. So while we're trying to have every efficiency we possibly can and to use everything properly, speak to students next time have real people on instead of me have some of our students on ask them about the quality of their experience the quality of their academics the attention that they get from uh, faculty the mentoring that they get from faculty so that stands i would tell you that it's critically important uh, not to stand in place but to move forward and the cat school is next i will tell you that out of a, a position of responsibility there's no way that we would offer uh, new enterprises or new programming without the philanthropic support and urging of leadership. I mean, Morty and Nikki Katz uh, have been stalwart friends of Yeshiva University and shapers of Yeshiva University, and it was their view uh, that uh, what we were talking about in terms of a school of graduate and professional studies was really necessary for all of us. And uh, the trustees who are very responsible really embrace this so long as there's the funding necessary to say that we're not diverting funds from elsewhere. And the Katz benefaction makes that possible. Um, not that I would ever suggest that parents should, uh, uh, well, maybe meddle's the wrong word, but make strong suggestions to their children about how to go about their academic future. But there are probably, and we know this from experience with this radio show, there are probably parents out there right now who are listening to this conversation saying to themselves, oh, my gosh, this would be perfect if I can convince my son or daughter to pursue this would fit perfectly with their schedule or with their, you know, dreams and aspirations regarding their own Talmudic studies, etc. So I can give you a million scenarios, trust me. Uh, is there a way, and this question is for both of you, is there a way for that parent or even better, that son or daughter, to come to Yeshiva or place a call to Yeshiva and just consult on this, you know, trying to find out, is this for me? Would I fit in? Is this, you know, it, it, would this be the right fit? For my futures, are there people there that you they can bet? Um, you would, for the for summer school, you talk either call summer right or or through the year. Um, for the master's degrees, you'd call right into uh, into the Sysims uh, Graduate Center. You could email 
graduate application at uh, yu.edu. And for any parents who want to learn more about the Sim School, my cell number is <laughs> go for nine one seven two nine three three nine one one nine one seven two nine three three nine one one. We'd yeah. love to hear from you. I'm so excited about people calling personally that I also uh, want to urge you to call Paul's <laughs> cell phone. <laughs> that's, that's in all my emails. That's it's the, no big but, secret. But Nachum, your point is well made. I don't think I don't think. You know, when, when a child grows and uh, a parent uh, puts them on a bicycle, they're not meddling with them, they're teaching them. Right. And it is true that as our children grow more independent, then the instruction that parents give turns to influence. But I must tell you, not only is it a responsibility to keep offering guidance to your children, but it's an enormous need that children have to be able to hear that guidance, make their own decisions. But but life, if it's rich, is a family partnership. No question about it. And uh, parents can be influential in a very positive way. They can also take classes. They themselves. You know, there's a statement I once heard that says the person who was too old to learn was probably always too old to learn. Wow. So speaking of parents taking classes, yeah. there is something I didn't mention to you. We have a phenomenal online course called the Arch of Titus. It's on Coursera.com, and it's taught by a a leading Israel scholar, historian, Steve Fine. Uh, many people know Steve, but uh, you should take a look on Coursera, um, and I think it's Coursera.org, and look for the Arch of Titus or Yeshiva University. And right. We've had 2,000 people do this already. It's Th phenomenal. This is reflective of Professor Fine's efforts. He, he uh, chairs our uh, Center for Israel Studies, and he, in fact, uh, made a study of the uh, Arch of Titus and the Jewish uh, um, reflections. In fact, he's given tours uh, to Rome where students can look at the, uh, um, unfortunately or fortunately, all the artwork that depicts the, uh, the, uh, the, the sacking of the temple and the bringing of the menorah to Rome. And uh, and he's done research that that brings out the colors of the Arch of Titus, and he's also a very colorful um, um, uh, educator. So it's something wonderful to do. And of course, students take his courses live uh, and in person at Yeshiva. And now he's a colorful online presence. And the cor and the online course is free. It's a free course. It's a free course. There you go. Coursera is a is an online enterprise that uh, that invites select and high quality universities to contribute academically to an online presence that is free, and it's certainly there to whet the appetite of all people uh, not to come and take courses, but to remember that you have to keep growing. Wow, very nice. Well, with all the things we discussed today, I remind you that. Uh, uh, Yeshiva University has established the Katz School of Graduate and Professional Studies, named in recognition of the major gift from Drs. Mordechai and Monique Katz. And Yeshiva University has launched an online MS in marketing uh, as part of the Katz School of Graduate and Professional Studies, supporting the SciSim School of Business in the launch of this new program for the digital age. Information about both of these things, and of course everything we've discussed this morning, you can head to the website yu.edu in terms of the uh, online MS in marketing, special website marketing.yu.edu. That's marketing. .yu.edu, and as, uh, as Dr. Russo mentioned earlier, you can also use yu.edu slash cats for information on the brand new program and to see if this is something that will fit in uh, for your academic pursuits or maybe a family member's or friend's academic pursuits. Uh, I thank you, Dr. Russo. Good luck with this thank as you, uh, as the University continues to expand. It's a great feeling to make announcements like this and see that the uh, University continues to, to grow and to offer so many wonderful things. And President Joel, 
I don't know exactly what our timetable is, but I hope things are going well and that you're uh, thank God things and are that going you're taking your time in finding a successor. The timetables are critically important. We're counting the minutes. Our daughter Ariella and son-in-law Shlomo are expecting a baby within the next two weeks. All right. Those Shout are the most Allah. important uh, timetables. <laughs> uh, Paul, is, uh, who's a great acquisition for us, and we're delighted to have him, has done the wonderful work in launching this new master's in uh, in uh, speech pathology and audiology, which we hope to start in, in September. We're starting for next year. You talk about timeliness. Uh, we're exploring, uh, uh, through the school, an associate's degree program in management for students who want to be at Yeshiva and uh, would uh, uh, find it more comfortable for them to take a, uh, a, a, a differently paced program so that they can pursue a, uh, an associate's degree while they continue learning Torah. Those are the things we're involved with. Uh, in terms of your wink to me in terms of timetable, um, I am uh, completing my 13th year as president of Yeshiva University. Not enough. It's a great privilege, but it does equal about 68 dog years. <laughs> and, uh, and that comes, frankly, after 15 wonderful years uh, uh, being involved with Hillel. Uh, so uh, I have expressed to the university my fact that I think new leadership is always uh, wonderful and appropriate. There's so much that uh, my team and I wanted to do and that we've been able to do. There's still so much remaining in terms of tomorrow. So the university is conducting a, um, a search for my successor. And, Maybe uh, that's what's taking so long. They can't find a suitable replacement. And, oh, there, there must be so many suitable replacements, so? I don't know. including ones who are listening right now, and they should certainly <laughs> make inquiry. Um, I'm com I'm deeply committed to Yeshiva University. I'll continue to serve as president until a suitable successor is found, and then I will assist in every way. And as a reward, uh, I get to spend full time. Um, teaching. I'm the Bravman Family University professor, and I look forward to spending time uh, uh, teaching students, which is ultimately what this university is about. So even if I'd get a large crowd to chant four more years or something similar, it would not have any effect on you, you say? You could have a Trump rally <laughs> screaming for me. And, you know, when it, we, we, we all embrace in, in Jewish life the concept of Baruch HaTob B'voecha, Baruch that your coming should be blessed. And it's equally important to be intentional about embracing tomorrow and seeing what's next. It's been a privilege of my life. Uh, that, please God, uh, is something that continues. But the ultimate privilege of my life is Esther, uh, six children, so far four uh, children-in-law, uh, eight grandchildren, and Mirza Hashem growing by one and then two over the next several months. You'll still visit us? Uh, Only if I'm invited. Once your ten years over? Hmm? You'll still visit us here? I think this is this is one of the great pleasures. I didn't expect this to become such a start to our emotional oh, breakaway. Only, but, uh, <laughs> uh, only if you invite me. My commitment to you is such that I said I will come, even though along with the presidency goes my wonderful driver and, uh, and guard and, you'll still and my up. car. And I will still show up. And all you have to do is send a car for me. <laughs> <laughs> I'll keep that in mind. <laughs> Thank you, President Joel. Thank you, Dr. Russo. Continued good luck and a special greeting to all of our friends up at Yeshiva University. And Always God bless you, Nachum, for the wonderful services that you do for our people. I greatly appreciate that. More coming Thank up. You, a pleasure, Dr. Russo. Thank you. More coming up. You're listening to a Monday morning edition of JM in the AM at 91.1 FM, 90.1 FM in the Catskills. Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial. Around the world on the web, jmtheam.org. And, of course, on the NSN app.
J.M. in the A.M. Mordechai Shapiro with uh, Kimalachov. Monday morning, Pesach's a week from Friday night. Nobody knows that better than our next guest. He is the director of Rissav Rum. With all the different times of year that are Kanelsky is here, there's nothing like the Pesach stories. I'll tell you that much. And I will begin, I will begin the way I always do. Don't be bored as I tell the story, please. Don't be bored. For those of you, and there are probably kids in this audience, and by kids I mean anybody under 30, probably kids in this audience who don't even realize that there was a time in the Soviet Union, not when it was the former Soviet Union, when it was the Soviet Union, where Jews who wanted to observe Pesach were given a lot of problems, a lot of difficulty. Jews wanted to do anything. The whole year were given trouble, but Pesach, forget it. And what would happen in the Kanelsky home in Moscow, was it Moscow? Was Moscow? Moscow, yes, yes. Moscow. Moscow. What happened in Moscow was that when, uh, when the matzahs were delivered, which was usually about a month after Pesach, right? That's when they, they were, made sure to have right, a Pesach Shani. Right, they made sure. <laughs> if Pesach could be April 23rd like this year, it didn't matter. Didn't the matter. matzahs were always delivered after by the government. They knew the true Pesach and they made sure they get it a month later. So you would save that matzah from May. You would save that for next year. For the next year, you'd put it up in a on top of a shelf, and you'd make sure you'd have it for Pesach coming up. The Not me, year. my parents. But yeah. I, as a child, I remember it was a whole year covered in the parents' house, in the parents' room upstairs, with a white with a white blanket that was always covered. We always had matzahs for next year. The Russian government made sure that we get the matzahs. Never before Pesach, always after Pesach. And as we always point out, you had limited, very limited trips to the amusement parks on Cholomoy Pesach, and very limited Jewish music concerts, right? Very limited. You know, as I'm driving here <laughs> and I'm listening that next Sunday, next Tuesday, you're going to have the forum right. about kosher products for kosher or Pesach. Right. And I think that in 1963, 1964, 1965 in Moscow, we did not have to have that because we had only one thing kosher Pesach, potatoes and matzahs. That was it. <laughs> That's it. There was no kosher Pesach uh, cake? No kosher Pesach cake <laughs> or bread. cereal or, cereal, or right. I mean, a 15... <laughs> Wait. Excuse me. Yeah. I'm just listening to the numbers of 15,000 products kosher Pesach, and I say to myself, this is telephone numbers. <laughs> this is that kosher Pesach. <laughs> I'm sorry. And this year? And this year, we might make sure that the same matzahs that the Jewish people left from Egypt... Because we could not prepare ourselves, and there was also not 15,000 kosher Pesach products, <laughs> then the minimum beer of the kosher Pesach handmade shmura matzah is being delivered to thousands of families throughout the state of New Jersey to make sure that they know also about Pesach. Ah, yes, yes, yes. Uh, you know, every year comes Pesach, and I remember my parents' Pesach in Moscow, my parents' Pesach in Israel. And last year was for the first time in 40 years that my wife and myself and our children who were not married yet went to spend Pesach with my parents in Eretz Row. Wow. It was the first time. What did the congregation in Hillside do? My son, Avremi, oh. Rabbi Avremi, he was in charge and was a Pesach Seder. Everything was everything. We yes. got people Femme to order. Yes. 
but we decided to do it once and uh, to give the proper COVID to our parents and to go to Ratisro and to sit next to my father and say, Tati Hoba the Fregen Firkashes. Despite that I'm you don't Hashem. do it in Russian, you do it in Yiddish. In Yiddish, wow. in Yiddish. Despite that I'm Hashem, meet my wife Azadi Nabobi, but to say to your parents, Tati, how the flag of fear cautious. I had tears in my eyes, remembering 40 years that I did not have the privilege to do it. This year we will be again here. The basic to say there, but we all pray that we should all come to Eretz Yisroel. Moshiach is coming, and what we said last year, Hashona Habobi Roshovaim should not be in vain a a blessing, but just a, a reality that we all be in Eretz Yisroel. In the meantime, we all preparing as the Mishkon that we just celebrated the building of the Mishkon. Then we see that the Mishkon was parked one day. A yam yamid, a yamayim yamid, one day or two days, but no matter what, we build the entire Mishkon. As long as you are here today, you have to have a whole Mishkon. Then the same thing here. Unfortunately, we are still one more day in Goals. Then that day in Goals has to be complete with everything. And we made here a brochure that you see in English and a brochure in Russian. Both Hanglish and Russian. Hanglish, not English. English. Maybe the people who wrote it, they made it English. <laughs> but for me, it's very hard. And uh, I'll be honest with you, I trust the people who wrote it. And here even we have a um, proclamation, not just a proclamation, a joint resolution from the Senate and the Assembly, the importance of Jersey. freedom, state of New Jersey, the importance of freedom for uh, for this week of Pesach. Notes the occurrence of the Days of Religious Freedom from April 22 to May 1st and pays tribute to Brissav Rum for its notorious record of service, leadership, and commitment. Both the President of the Senate and the Speaker of the Assembly signed this. Here in the state of New Jersey. That was down in Trenton. I assume you were yes. down and you were there for that. Yes. With all your deliveries, you were able to make it down to Trenton. Uh, Did you leave some matzah for the speaker? First assembly? of all, there was Senator Robert Gordon, who is a close friend of us. He's a Jewish person and he is a, ne a next door neighbor to our shoe in Hillside. In, I'm sorry, in Fairlawn. And he was the advocate for that resolution. And that's a chance to bring him the matzah and to get him to sell the chomets. Then we are, we are combining many things together. I we see should, that. Yes. You should do the Dalit crisis at the same time. No. The Dalit <laughs> has to be done only after, after the night. No, they, I saw a thing where what, some of the women who prepare for Pesach want the Dalit crisis beforehand. <laughs> it's easier for them to prepare. <laughs> Much easier to prepare. Anyway, Bris Avram is holding Passover Seder. That's right, everybody. The Pesach Seder is coming to a Bris Avram Center near you. Friday night, April the 22nd. Second Seder on Saturday night, April the 23rd. The Brissav Rum Center at 910 Salem Avenue in Hillside, New Jersey. Brissav Rum of Fairlawn on Fairlawn Avenue in Fairlawn, New Jersey. Brissav Rum of Jersey City on Cottage Street. This is Jer the first Seder that Brissav Rum did here 36 years ago. And bought double high. And we'll continue. Who gave you the first contribution for Brissav Rum? I want to tell you. I said it when I came to Beersheba Cult. When your beloved father passed away, and I will never forget the first hundred dollars to Brisa Avraham, and you're talking back 36 years ago. Yeah, it's a lot of money for 36 years ago. It was ago. a lot of money. Yeah. And I remember uh, when we met, it was in the Hebrew That's Academy. why I didn't get an Afi Komen present that year? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, yeah. <laughs> I don't uh, know why I thought that was so funny. But well, <laughs> it is funny. It is funny. I remember it was the Hebrew Youth Academy that we met. On Center Street. Yes. Uh, he encouraged me there to teach. Rabbi, Rabbi Dr. Wallace Green was then the principal. Right. And I was teaching there a, a class of Russian children. 
Really? Yes. Was there six Russian children that were living in Ivy Hill, and they used to come there for classes. There were children living in Ivy Hill? Children and parents that living in Ivy Hill. I say it like that only because I remember it as a very, very old community with, you know, but the Jews people, in their 80s and 90s. Yeah, no, no, no. But the people that came with the parents from Russia, Rabbi Bogomilsky made for them uh, good apartments. They should be able to live there from the beginning. And they were there and they used to come to that classes. And I was teaching there from 9 o'clock to 12 o'clock. The building was... You know, we have to pray to God every day that the building should not fall on yeah, you. Yeah, it's still standing. It's still standing. I passed it the other day. One second. You, were, you, you, you graduated that school. Of course I graduated that school. But, I, but a couple of years before you taught there. <laughs> I understand. No, seriously. And I was there, and uh, your father spoke to me. What's my vision? He what thought it was a good investment. He and thought your cause was a good investment. You know, for the past half hour, you were talking with the president of the university, right. how he's watching on investments. Right. The whole Wall Street is working on investments. Right. If you invest today, you see what will be tomorrow. Right. But with this, if we work with Baruch Hashem today, we're giving out just Shmura Matzah, over 1,500 pounds of Shmura Matzah, 700 packages to seniors for Pesach that cannot come to a Pesach Seder. They should have also something about Pesach throughout the state. And plus six places Pesach Seders. <laughs> Oh, we mentioned Bris Avram of Jersey City plus Bris Avram Talmud Torah Flatbush on Ocean Avenue. What are the other two that I'm missing? Am I missing two? Yeah. Oh, then you have the Ukraine, which I don't know if that's uh, Nogea to our um, because I'm to our local audience here. Between us, this is real people that are need the Kimche, the Pischa, the Moishiti more than anybody else. And what's the sixth one? We have in. We are hoping another space exceeder in the Bronx also. Seriously? Yes. Because we had the Bronx Borough President on this morning. Oh, what what I, area of the Bronx is that in? With, with, together with Rabbi Fox. Where? Rabbi Moshe Fox. Oh, I, in Palom Parkway? Yes. He's in Palom Parkway? Yes. And then also in Tinek, we are distributing packages. We used to have a Pesach Seder. Where is that? Uh, we used to have a Seder in congregation for Rabbi Prozhansky. Right. But unfortunately, the community got aged. And we're having there giving out packages this Sunday to wow. every Russian sinner who lives in that area to get to get Pesach. You product. are one busy uh, group, the Brisov Rum group. It's not me. I want to give credit to all the rabbis who are working and to all the volunteers who are working because, and especially to the wives of the rabbis who are giving them the opportunity they should run around and deliver all the things because it's physically impossible for one person to do it. But I will add one more thing. The Zohar says that giving out the matzah. At the eating the matzah, the night of the Pesach Seder, the first night is Micho de Mahemnusa, it brings a moon in the Rebbeinah Shavayim, right. believe, and the second is giving the, the, the health. Micho de Asmusa. I took this year somebody to help me to drive me around to deliver the matzahs. It should be easier a little bit. And when I got him to, when I asked him to do the job, he says, I was very puzzling. Why a rabbi needs to give out matzahs? If we're giving out Shmura matzahs to from people, they could go to the store to buy. None from people, why do they need a shmura matzah? Then why is he need so much to deliver matzahs? And then when he came to my office, I said to him, okay, let's start taking out f three boxes, each box 24 pounds. Let's put it in my car. We'll deliver today 74, 70 pounds of matzahs. He looks at me and says, what are we going to do? And then he saw how the people are coming, and I'm giving out to people who are not yet religious. And they're taking this matzah, and they're embracing, and they're pleading for another pound of matzah. Because that matzah is really giving so much emunah. Especially this year. This year is being called Shnaz Haghel. 
as the, the, when the Besamikdash was, we all got together on the holiday of Sukkis to hear the kings talking to us about the mitzvahs. But even we don't have today the Besamikdash, unfortunately, but the spirit of Shnaz Hagel there is. Then Pesach is the time when every family gets together because the family time, in even people going to eat that matzah, especially the Shmura matzah, that will bring them a moon in the Rebbeinu Shavayom. How better thing is for opportunity to get so many millions of people that they should start to believe more in the Rebbeinu Shavayom. And then we're all together screaming out at the night of Pesach, Roshona Habobi Roshavayim, because we're all saying that together. Eliyahu Novi is in every single house, in your house, in my house. He is so busy the night of Pesach, he's running around in every single place. And he hears of every single Jew screaming, Roshona Habobi Roshavayim. Maybe he will wake up Eliyahu Novi and announce the redemption of all Klavisro, and we all take it be, not Roshona Habobi, Roshona Hazes in Roshavayim. To support the work of Bris Avram and to sponsor a Seder, uh, packages, etc. 908-289-0770. 908-289-0770. You can also support their efforts at Newark Airport to put filling on people each and every day, which will go on until Erev Pesach, right? Every day. And giving out the, the you know, the, the Tfilos Aderach that is being given out to many people. I had a phone call from a person who says that this Tfilos Aderach, I did not put Tfilos. But when I got it, the prayer book and the, uh, the prayer page at the bottom was the telephone number. He says, I felt so safe on the plane that when I came to, to Israel, I wanted to put film. Thank you to God that I came safe there. You can never know what is that card brought, brings. This card, because he was reading this card in English, that we asked him from God that God should bring us safe. He says, I came to Israel and I came safe. I says, let me go put film. He didn't know he did not want it, but there he put it. We have two minutes left. Rabbi Kanelsky is here. Support the work of Bris Avram, 908-289-0770. What's the most recent video of the Rebbe you've seen? I've seen some amazing ones recently. Someone walks up to the Rebbe and says something like, I know I'm not doing this right, you probably know it by heart, so you'll correct me. I am having problems. This is how they start. I think it, you know this one? Continue, continue. I want, I want you to say it. I am having problems. So the Rebbe says to him, the reason you're having problems is because you started with the word I, and you should realize that you are in control of taking care of those problems. And you're you by yourself. You by yourself. That's because you listen to the first word that came out of your mouth when you described the situation you were in. I tell you, when I went to pick the first space of Seder, my first space of Seder that I held, uh, I was still working in the rabbinical college in Morristown. I went to make a space of Seder in Springfield, Massachusetts for the Russian Jewish community there in 1976, seven, 1977. And my biggest problem was that I couldn't get matzah from the Rebbe. Because to get matzah from Arab the Rebbe, Pesach, Arab Pesach. Pesach. And from then, the next year, when I started to make a seder here in Jersey City, in Robert Towers Hotel in, in East Orange, that I made a basic seder, in Irvington Motor Lodge. Um, I remember the Irvington Motor Lodge. I was born right near there. Okay. The Karenet Hall. All this place, the car is 1600 Springfield <laughs> Avenue. Course. I made a say that there for about six years for 300 people. And to stand next to the Rebbe and to get the matzahs out of Pesach, that is the most precious moment. How the Rebbe gives you the pound of matzah. And at the night of the Seder, 
before, when the meal is finished, and by the Asikoyman, I used to go around from person to person and give each person a small piece of the matzah that the Rebbe gave me to distribute to everybody. I want to tell you, the, the, how they used to take that matzah, and they used to kiss it and then eat it, because they felt that it's a special matzah. The last time when I got Baruch Hashem matzah from the Rebbe, f- physically I got the matzah, the Rebbe was after the stroke, but the Rebbe still gave the matzah. Mm-hmm. And the bag of the matzah with the string, this is the most precious thing that we have. We're all waiting that we should be able again to get matzah from the Rebbe, dollars from the Rebbe. You remember by yourself how much well, that was precious and that was important. Let's all get, be united with Avas Israel. Look what happened this Sunday, this t- t- Saturday night with the two Goros that, and everybody un- unanimously, the entire Jewish community said so much to heal him to save them. We could, the night of Pesach, bring Mashiach. Through that, as we all together scream out, with Shona Habobi Roshoi. Rabbi Kanelski, you're always inspiring, to say the least. Wishing you a Chag Kosher V'Sameach. Gam Atem. I hope on Cholomoyed you have a minute to rest and relax and enjoy the family. I, I promise my children that Chalamayda will be with the children. Oh, I cannot go around to put people to feel. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I will have to be in the midst of a Samachta Bechadecha. And thank you so much for inspiring us all with all your programs. You have time for the president of Shoe University, for Moto Kanelski, for everybody, for the pres- borough president. Everybody comes here because you're the source and the light for the entire Jewish community. May you and Stacy have a hug with your children. And Emir will give you a bracha for grandchildren. Amen, amen, amen. Hachena Yisrael and Achni Lachem, our brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program heard on listeners sponsored wfmu east orange wmfu mount hope rockland county at 91.9 on the fm dial broadcasting live from the sony and robert gold studios in jersey city new jersey around the world in the web jmtheam.org and that wraps up a very interesting monday here at jmtheam tomorrow morning we're back starting at 6 a.m make sure to join us on the stream all day long at jmtheam.org mayor weingarten follows next one minute from now with the israel show and uh, plenty more all through the day. Make sure to be tuned in. Have a fabulous Monday. Till tomorrow, Nachum Siegel reminding you, remember the past, live the present, and trust the future.